Welcome everyone to episode 12 of the Looks Like a Movie podcast. My name's Kevin. I am here with Owen and today we're going to be talking about two new movies, Scream 6 and 65 with Adam Driver. And then I'm going to do a little, at the end of the episode, I'm going to do a little reaction right after the Oscars and go over our uh, predictions and by the time the episode gets uploaded, hopefully everybody will have either seen the Oscars or seen the results of the Oscars at least. Um, so we'll do a little chat about that. And yeah, just share the episode, like, comment, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. And we can start by talking about Scream 6, because I think you and I both agree this is the movie we'd rather talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we can start with ratings. I I gave Scream 6 a 4 out of 5. Pretty high on my yeah, end. I gave it a 3.5. Um, yeah, which very... is which is a, a good Owen rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was very pleasantly surprised with it because I, I did give, I think I have the, the fifth one at like a 2 star, um, yeah. which is kind of what was interesting about this one is I, I, I said I saw some people online say like, it's they like it feels like a different group made this movie but it's it's yeah, not it's the same um, people it, which yeah. I, and i'm very happy that this happened because if i came out of six being like dang like this kind of isn't great and it'd have been yeah. like okay but then like the because like the the public reception is five is pretty great like it's pretty good um and if the public reception to six was great as well and i was like this kind of is not great um it would be kind of been stuck with them and i would um it would have been sour for the rest of the franchise but i'm way more excited about the future after six than i am after five. yeah yeah and it's like and you mentioned the like the public reaction to it i mean it's the second highest rated scream movie in the franchise on letterboxd which i know is um i feel like letterboxd has a has a thing with that that happens a lot with that stuff where it's like as soon as a movie comes out <laughs> and it's like that initial spike you yeah. know what i mean and then it always like kind of like as more people see it, it always kind of like declines a little bit and then gets to like what the real letterbox rating is. But I mean, even if, even if it declines a little, it's still probably going to end up being the second uh, highest, no matter what yeah. the other ones are, are kind of on the, not the so, lower end. Yeah. But... I think two, four and five are all at a 3.4. Yeah. Something um, around there. And one is like a 4.1. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of, it's like a letterbox thing. Um, I think it it kind of you would look at I think it's like a Puss in Boots comparison here. Um, all the other screams came out way one. before um, Letterbox was popular. Um, yeah, this new movie comes out. It's kind of been like people liked Scream Five, but it was like we want a really great Scream movie. Everyone wants a really great Scream movie. So this movie is really good, and people are rating it highly because they're excited because the franchise that they love dropped a great property. Um, I think it's very good. I think um, a couple of the other sequels are better. I think it's a little messy. We can get more into that later. But I, I think people are excited and rightfully so. But like the, the, the rating is a little bit of it. Like you look at the rating and it's automatically you're like, that's an overreaction. I think people are just excited. So it's just going to be like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's a, yeah. No, <laughs> I agree. There's, the definitely, day, there's definitely like an initial excitement. But that's kind I mean, of what I said that with Puss in Boots is it's like, it kind of came out of nowhere and everyone was like, oh, I love the Shrek franchise. This is a good movie. So I'm going to I'm going to give it like a high rating because it's like, you know, it's like it kind of came in. Yeah. It, it, it's like been forever. I don't know. I want this franchise to be good. 
thing. I, but it's, um, yeah. yeah, it's fun. <laughs> no, yeah, I had a ton of fun Rated with that. I mean, I'm definitely, Rated. I'm definitely going. I feel, I feel similar to like the crowd of people who is just like very excited because it's like, I mean, I went into this with with high hopes because I saw that like initial, like the initial reactions and ratings and like people yeah. talking about how good it was, and I was like, okay, like now I'm excited because I don't have to worry because I, uh, unlike you, actually kind of enjoyed Scream Five like a, like a good amount. I mean, I still think it's down there like in terms of ranking the screen movies but that's not really saying much because i like all of the screen yeah, movies they're all, they're all good. um so yeah like i i knew that the returning characters were going to be people that i liked and and here and like obviously there's a lot of stuff that um i want to get into specifically but just yeah. like conceptually it seemed like a movie that was going to win me over and um and yeah it definitely did like i i had a lot of fun it seems like everybody there had a lot of fun i'm already kind of yeah. like seeing a little bit of backlash on the internet post like opening weekend of people being like oh this movie's overrated and blah 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 and i'm like yeah i get it because of the whole letterbox yeah. bike thing but i'm like it's still a good scream movie and yeah like... no it's, it's the thing is it's like it's a tough like kind of thing to kind of gauge because the response has been so positive and people are i think the, the people the i think people who are saying it's overrated are right but it's more of the fact that I've seen many people be like, this is the best screen movie. This is better than the original. Yeah. And like a, a ton of people are like putting it at two, which yeah. I think is kind of crazy. But like, it's like, I think the reaction, everyone's like really excited about it. And it's, it's very, rea it's a rare, it's very reactionary reaction. Um, yeah. Like people are just getting out of the movie. The movie came out like three days ago. So obviously anyone's ranking is just going to be reactionary. That's just how it's going to be. Um, yeah so it is a little overrated right now but i think who cares like it's a good movie yeah. and i do have it ranked like i do have it ranked pretty high among the franchise i mean it was really like uh, for me at least and obviously i'm gonna watch this movie again hopefully i am gonna see it in theaters again but i'd have to find yeah. the time to do that but um but yeah if once i do watch it again and like kind of sit with it for a bit maybe i will move scream 2 past it again but for now i have it like just slightly above scream 2 because i yeah i mean this is yeah, this i is like, my favorite. like i like I scream 2 more um we can talk about that when we go more yeah we could I, I we'll we'll do a we'll do a little breakdown of our rankings at the end but um but yeah like just getting into specific stuff about the movie i'm pretty much i like we're, we're, we'll start with likes because I, I really don't have too many dislikes, but obviously yeah. we can cover that stuff. We're doing spoiler stuff here. Um, yeah, we will. We can we can get into spoilers. Spoiler okay. warning: We're gonna give spoilers <laughs> about Scream Six. Okay, if okay, you okay. have not watched the movie and you don't want to know what the reveal is, you don't want to know who the killers are. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, probably don't then, watch this. Yeah, because yeah. we are we will we will mention all of that stuff for sure. Um, just just to start, I think a logical place to start would be the the opening of the movie which is one of my yep. favorites in the franchise i think it's really inventive because i think um like one thing that i want to just talk about is like an overarching thing with the franchise and it kind of connects to some of the negative responses that i've seen and maybe why i don't view the movie so negatively okay. is i think i think now that we've had six scream movies and they mm -hmm. kind of set up like the there's just there's just certain expectations that you have going into a screen movie of like this is going to happen and this is going to happen and like things have to go a certain way mm -hmm. and there's certain like yep. like things that they just have to check off and and obviously they're gonna 
twist on those things and like switch things up because like you have to keep it fresh and and it's just a hard like i maybe i'm like just not too negative on the movie because i think like once you make six of those and you and everybody has this understanding of like what you have to do then it's like it's not easy to keep things fresh you know at that point like it's not easy to to like stop it from yeah i mean stop stop people from i think i think this movie does feel fresh Um, yeah exactly and that's why i want to that's why i want to start with the opening because i think the opening is like a very like fresh twist on the opening scenes because they always you know all the opening scenes are pretty unique no yeah the opening is definitely unique i'm i don't know how to feel about it necessarily i i think i want i want to see it again um in theaters because i i think i like the opening i'm not sure if i love it it did feel like it is just kind of long um it felt long to me which is like in its like nature because it's it's, you know they just you know they kill someone and then they have this whole other kill like there's two kills so it is it is kind of naturally longer um but i i kind of felt in the theater like oh this is interesting this is fun but I was like, okay, when do we get to like the actual movie kind of thing? Because <laughs> like, yeah. it's like you know what it is, you know that it's the opening. So it's like, I don't know. I was excited to kind of get to my characters again, but I did think it was an interesting, unique like spin on the scream opening. Um, yeah. I I'm not sure. I like. I don't know if it's my favorite. Like, it's one of my favorite openings. But no, I it's definitely not my favorite. I mean, Scream Two is is. I think Scream Two is kind of unbeatable as well. I think yeah. the, the first one's just so iconic. Yeah. Um, it, it's 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 better than the third opening. Um, yeah. Oh, without a doubt, the third one is definitely probably my least favorite. But yeah, it's probably better um, than the fifth opening. I, I also like. So yeah, I mean, it's like it's like a middle of the road, but I think it it is a good opening. I think it's a good opening. It's just not. I think. I'm like a little, I don't know. I have to watch. I think, I think it's like, I think where I get mixed about it is, is weirdly enough. I, it was kind of like, I don't know if you felt this way, but it was kind of like, I'm not saying it's not fresh. I do think it's a fresh take, but it was like almost kind of exactly how I expected it to go. Like as it was unwinding, I was like, so they're going to show us the killer and then the killer is going to get killed by somebody else. And like, I kind of just like knew that was happening as it happened, like before it happened even really. Well, well, when, and... he, when he takes off, especially when he takes off his mask, you're like, oh, okay. So it's, you're, this guy's not. Yeah, so this guy's not the actor. Yeah, exactly. if you, yeah, you're not going to have the whole movie knowing who the guy is. Like, that's just... And you know what's funny is when we were, <laughs> when we were, when we were talking about the movie before you and I saw it, we were looking at the cast list and mentioning yeah. who was going to be the opening kill. And we actually guessed the two actors correctly. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's, that's um, interesting. Well, but, yeah, um, it was just like, I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know. It made more sense, but I yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think it's fun. I specifically wanted to mention about the opening. The one, the scene when he opens the fridge is like mm-hmm. just. I I think it kind of sets the tone for a movie that is definitely like I guess gorier than some of the previous screen movies. I mean, they're all pretty. They're all pretty like messy and bloody and stuff yeah. like that but there were a couple moments in this movie that were that definitely pushed the the limits at least compared to previous movies and i think that that opening scene kind of like set that tone because when he opens the fridge this body is just like completely mutilated like it's just absolutely yeah. disgusting um so yeah i don't i i 
really liked that part. And then there was, I don't know if you remember the exact words that they, what, what was like the, the quote at the end of the opening before the title, because it was, like, uh, it was something about like, fuck this franchise or something. No, it was something about, yeah. Something like fuck movies and, or something. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I forget what he exactly says, but that's a good, um, that's a good moment. There's a lot of good, yeah. like one liners, um, kind of sprinkled throughout yeah no i just I, I don't know yeah I, I dug this opening a lot i mean it was just kind of like i like i said i went into the movie with like expecting to have fun like expecting to have a good time and then like as soon as the opening happened i was like okay like now i'm in for a treat like that was like that set the tone that i needed yep. um but yeah uh other than that i think the one of the things that i want to talk about the most is the characters specifically because i i mean i could get into this stuff when we talk about our rankings and and this is kind of like a common pattern with how i rank the screen movies really but i do think that the the likability of the characters and like just how fun the characters are is like kind of in line with how much i like each of the movies because i think that's like a major yeah. part i mean of what they're, makes they're the big character playing. movies yeah yeah, I, th I think it's a really part of what makes the movies appealing is like these just like very fun characters and we can get into all um all the specific characters, but obviously I already mentioned to you my favorite is definitely Mason Gooding's character, Chad. I think he is just like, he's so yeah. likable in this movie. Like. I think, well, I'll, I'll kind of go into this with him then. I, um, I think they did a great job of making the characters in five a lot better in six i think yeah if they kind of had this issue in five where there were so many new characters and yeah. not a lot of them were great and it was like it was and i think the fact that it, it was funny i saw a tweet there was like the the main actress finally got acting classes in the, the sixth <laughs> in the middle of the sixth movie and i i think um yeah i just think the the people that they kept from five are way like that they i don't know they, whatever they did in the writing or they they do I don't know, active classes whatever they did yeah. but i think that the, the upgrade from five to six i went from like i don't care about any of these characters to like oh i liked these people well and i did like um i did like the the killer in five the the girlfriend um amber yeah is that her name amber i yeah, i uh, mikey madison's character yeah i thought she was yeah, no, I, thought I think she she's i think she's fun I think Jack Quaid is whatever. I think yeah. he's one of the worst he's, killers. He's, like, I, yeah, he's kind of boring. Um, which is I, which another is, thing I to mention that, because they kind of bring him back in this movie. Well, so I, yeah, so it was like it, it kind of goes on to the like the elevation of five because it's almost like I haven't rewatched five since I've seen six, but it's almost like it's not a better movie, but I think retroactively it makes it better. Like the, the I don't know the characters in five are better because of six even yeah, if they're no, dead I, I even agree. if they're dead um i, I agree <laughs> which is like i that makes me more excited for the franchise because if you start with five and then like that's like the, that's our starting point because they're building off of five especially with how they traded six and like the killers are related to um richie jack quay's character like yeah. they're building off five like five is like this like this the point uh, where everything is leading up five is the scream one of this kind of era yeah um so they have to make that stuff better in the second movies or like 
if they continue just to dead 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 it's, I don't yeah. know, it's gonna be bad and it's a it's a it's a good thing you mentioned that five is like kind of like the scream one now because that's that's kind of what they i think they did a pretty good job in in this movie in scream six of setting up that little like that little running joke they did with like the whole like core four thing mm-hmm. i think is kind of like them i mean it's it's like cute and silly in the moment but i think it's also just like getting us connected to them because it's like they're letting us know that it's like now now that that core four survives and and now they've been through two movies together and obviously this is uh a movie where we're kind of going away from the main three characters of the first four movies like they're this is pretty much like cementing like these are the characters that for at least the time being however many movies we're going to get of them are going to be like the the main group that will probably survive every movie Uh yeah i'm gonna be honest i don't trust i don't trust like at least three of those dudes i'm gonna be honest yeah because (laughs) because chad's ass got stabbed way too many times like he gotta i feel like he up to something i feel like sam could switch any moment now and kill someone and mindy Mindy always knows too much so i don't know about her yeah well no i trust i think i trust mindy because i i I do like Uh, i do like mindy's little i do like mindy's little um i I like her running joke of like how two movies in a row now she's like she's kind of like (laughs) the the film nerd of these movies but she always she always fucks up the prediction of like who the killer's gonna be which i i I, um yeah this movie this movie felt like it was almost like okay, we're going to point out that it's going to be so obvious at times that it's like, oh, it can't be thing. Because they, they call yeah. they call Ethan, like, Ghostface, like, to his face. Yeah. Which I think it was just, it was funny. But yeah, she does, she, I mean, she does call that one out, but she doesn't call some of the other stuff out. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. But I think it's, I think it's, like, I, I'm, I'm a fan of her character as well, obviously. I mean, I'm really, like, <laughs> there's not really any, especially now in the sixth movie, because I think um something we're going to talk about a little bit when we get to dislikes is sam's character but um but even then like i think she's significantly more likable in this movie than she was in the last movie um i I just feel like everybody has a lot of like appeal in this movie and again like i'm mentioning that the characters are likable and i think there's also just like kind of like a level of like heart in this movie that was missing from the fifth one i feel like now that we kind of have had these characters for the second movie now instead of it just being our first time meeting them there's there's a lot yeah. of like we, we've just there's a lot of like kind these, of like yeah. high grown. emotional i mean i mentioned this in my review but they're like they're like high emotional moments not in like the like you know you're gonna cry over it kind of emotion but like the kind of like endearing like you actually feel kind of like connected to these characters kind of emotion because even like um you know even the relationship between um jenna ortega's character and and uh and mason gooding's character like that little love story that they have this movie is is like genuinely like yeah, kind of Chad really nice. to no like, good. i'm gonna be honest chad's an evil man no <laughs> i don't think so stop chad and mindy ghostface and like they've been, no, they've been if they them. If they, they been, do that, that would actually ruin yeah. the movie. Next, me. next movie lie. is Chad, Mindy, and Stu, and they've been no. running it. <laughs> they've been running it. They're you evil. think that like little, even even like the um, 
even like the little the little scene where or pretty much you think at least that he, he's supposed to be dead they um, stab him like and, 70 times yeah no, they stab him like not like a lot like a whole lot but that's why but even they weren't even real stabs scene, they yeah blood. no I, come on. <laughs> it, it, but that scene that scene i think is like that little look between the two of them like i, I do think that they have good chemistry i do think yeah. there's like something there and i think like that kind of runs throughout this whole movie that makes all of the characters kind of likable because they do all kind of have like this like good little chemistry with each other and i think the other thing is that like you mentioned he got stabbed 70 times and like yeah it's bad like it's it's hard to believe, <laughs> but at the same time i do think that the movies in a way have like the franchise i mean in a way has kind of set that up a little bit i i think that there's like yeah i mean uh, i'm not like, there's like I think elevated I'm not, moments I'm not really mad that I'm not really mad that he got stabbed seven times and lived. I think it's more the fact that it happened to everyone in this movie. I think there's about four characters that were like, "Oh, they're dead," and then at the end of the movie, they're like, "The hospital is called," and they're gonna they're gonna make it. And it's yeah. <laughs> and it's like I it's 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 cool when like two people. I don't know. It just felt like this movie. I needed at least one death. I needed to leave. Yeah, I, I thought I thought I Gale to, would be dead for sure. I think Gale is an easy like if they were gonna kill everyone and they we wanted to keep on to their characters, I think Gale's a good one to let go of at this point. Yeah, um, I think I think the reason why in their heads at least and obviously like I have no idea, but I'm yeah. I'm just guessing their thought process was we killed Dewey in the last movie. We don't have Sydney in this movie. Yeah. No. Are we gonna bring back the only other legacy character to kill her in this movie too? Because then it's gonna yeah. become like a repetitive That's right. thing. It's, it's, I think they get in this weird corner where they're too attached to everyone and they don't yeah. get rid of anyone. And I think that's just kind of that's how Scream goes. Someone's gotta go. I think I mean you one, you lose a ton of people. Uh you two, you lose Randy. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, you just keep losing. You lose people on the way. That's just how it kind of goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You lose doing that. I, I just felt like you needed to lose someone here, especially with how brutal Ghostface was in this one. Yeah. Ghostface is so Ghostface is so brutal in this one, and for everyone to like be on the verge of death and survive the last minute feels kind of cheap. Um, because it, it I don't know it. Yeah, uh, no, I, think... I, I see where you're coming from because I think that there's it like it, it has to happen, but at the same time, because I think it's just like kind of what I was saying about having to like force yourself to keep it fresh is like, yeah, there's there's just like I, I think in their eyes, like in the eyes of the creators, right? It's you're kind of faced with like uh, like an impossible task almost because it's like, like I'm saying, like if you kill Gale, then it's like, oh, that's too predictable. Like you just brought back the other legacy character to kill her. But then it's like, if you don't kill Gale, then people are going to complain. Well, yeah, anyway. I think, that's, like, I think, I think there's a lot of decisions like that throughout yeah. these movies that like, once you've gotten to the sixth one, it's like, do we repeat something that has happened in a previous movie or do we not repeat it? But then it's like, how many different things can I think we add? That was a tough thing with, with Kirby because it was like, okay, you yeah. bring Kirby back in this movie. Um, she kind of has to just be there and live and not anything else happen to her because like, yeah. Oh, you just brought Kirby back to kill her. Or do you like bringing Kirby back to be ghost face would have been dumb. 
bringing her back just to kill her would have been dumb. So she yeah. just kind of had to be there. Um, and I think, yeah, killing Gail, probably not the best decision. I feel like Min, one of Mindy and Shad kind of had to die there. Yeah. Um, even though it's like you, everyone loves them. It's kind of like someone has to die. I feel like next movie, you kind of have to kill some people. Like next one, we might yeah. have to just be a killing spree, to be honest. Um yeah, I'm curious where they would go because I think I think there's if, no if way. They go, if they go, I don't know how many they're gonna make. Um, I know seven is greenlit. Um, the the guy, the directors, the radio silence were like, yeah, we'll direct if, if we'll direct screen movies the rest of our lives, or we'll watch screen movies for the rest of our lives, even if we're not a part of them. Uh, so I I feel like we we'll get a lot more. Um, it's just a matter of when will this kind of um group yeah. end their kind of journey yeah and it's like when you think about it in from that perspective it's i mean if it's going to follow the formula of the first four movies at least then you would imagine this core four kind of sticks through to through four movies um but i wouldn't be surprised if we see one of them die in the next movie i don't think that's too shocking or if somehow they all survive the third of this franchise at least I I think there I think it wouldn't hurt because there's only there's three main characters that the four that the four first movies revolve around. So now that you add four, I wouldn't be surprised if like the I guess it would be the eighth installment in the franchise or, or the the fourth of this perspective world. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they kill off more than one of them in that movie. Like and then that one's a big yeah. one. I don't know. What whatever well, they yeah, do, so... I, I feel like it's I feel like it's going to be a challenge regardless. Like it's just like the dude doing it is gonna have to like like you have to constantly kind of up the stakes while also staying grounded to like what all of the screen movies are like you don't want to go too above and beyond because then it just kind of ruins like the appeal of them and it's like i don't know yeah yeah it's it's a tough challenge regardless um but i, I yeah i just like these characters so i don't yeah, really no, you know, i like them it's yeah it's, it's a weird thing because like i like them it's just i i don't know there was something it's like it's like I didn't want it's like I didn't want Randy to die in Scream too, but yeah, I think exactly. it, it kind of just needed to happen almost thing. Yeah. So it's like it's I don't know it's a weird. No, yeah, I get what you mean. But I, I, I yeah, I you... think it's almost like I I think it's yeah I don't know, I like it. The time is Scream too though. Um, this movie is like kind of the mirror of Scream two, and I think yeah, it's kind of interesting because I I think it'll be interesting what they do for the next one if they continue to do that kind of mirror thing. Because one is def- like not one scream twenty twenty two or scream five is a mirror of scream one yeah um, and then and this then, one is like the same thing with like going to college that's scream yeah it's now, going so. to college and then also the the ghost faces themselves are the parents uh, or the the parent is one of the ghost faces of the yeah. previous ghost face which was, I mean you see that and that's it's just obviously scream two there. Um, and they end in the theater, and, and yeah, all exactly. There's, there's a lot of parallels. It is, yeah. it is, it is, it is Scream Two again, which I love because I love Scream Two. Um, yeah. And so there's, yeah, and there's three ghost faces this time. Did you? What were your thoughts about all, all three of them? Um, I, yeah, I mean, uh, I really, really like uh, Leanna Liberato's character. Yeah, I um, love her. She's I mean, you already know so that I like her because so she's funny. in she's in one of my favorite romances. So I'm I'm what a big fan in? of her. She's in Stuck in Love. Um, oh, okay. So I'm a big fan of her already as is. But I I I think like she's similarly 
very charming in this movie. Like there's just like, she's just very likable. Her character is very fun in this movie, I think. Um, no, I, I thought she was great. Yeah. She's not, she's not I, in it that much because she dies like halfway yeah, through the movie. Yeah. But I, I think the moments that she in is she's really great. Um, yeah no uh, i i agree and and i think um and and yeah like you mentioned like you don't really see her die it's the it's like the off yeah, screen yeah, yeah, yeah. death which is very smart um because i mean i guess smart for me probably dumb for some other people but i i am bad at catching things like that while i'm watching yeah. a movie i'm really bad at predicting stuff so that like didn't even click in my head until after the movie was over um but but yeah i really liked her i know i know you're a big fan of jack champion yeah no i was so i was like going to this movie i'm like i don't care what happens if jack champion is the ghost face i will be like please i think i think he's just a fun yeah. actor i i loved him in avatar 2 just the yeah. fact that he's in scream is fun as well and i was like it was like he either I either want him to survive and be in another screen movie or be Ghostface because if he just dies then it's like okay whatever. Um, so I was it was like it was so great because it was like he was in the whole movie and they were pointing at him being Ghostface the whole time. So it was like okay he's either going to like die in the last ten minutes or he's gonna be Ghostface yeah. um, or like make it to the next movie. So I was like pumped and then that reveal I think he's really fun in the third act. My thing with the ghost I think so. Um, Quinn and Ethan, uh, I think, are really fun. I think the 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 cop, their dad, is yeah, Dermot, kind Dermot of Mulroney's character. He's whatever. Um, Interesting, because I really liked him actually. So for me, it's like I think um, Quinn and Ethan are really fun, and I think the cop is like he's good. He's like, I mean, it's not like a, a, a standout for me or anything, but I think it was more of like the their motivation was kind of okay. Like I, yeah. I, that was the big thing for me. It was like. It was it was like okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not it's not um, particularly it's not like, like the most exciting of reveals. Yeah. I think it was like if I think the reveals were fun for me because I liked the two those two characters and those two actors, but it was like them as like written characters weren't like anything special. Yeah. But um, I do think it's interesting because you mention like um you mentioned how it parallels the second so, screen, yeah, with and and I two. and they kind of do that with the reveal because it's like the the family lineage yeah. kind of thing where it's like them getting revenge for, um, for someone in their family. I think why um, two works more or two works better is because you have you have Mrs. Loomis and you have Mickey, and they have yeah. two different motives, and Mrs. Loomis kills Mickey, and there's this whole. There's like there's they're way more complex characters, and I think for Scream Six you have um, the cop and you have his the two kids, and it's like okay, they all have the same kind of general basic motive of you killed our brother slash son, and we are going to continue his thing, and that's it. Um, where in Scream Two it's like you ki you killed my son, and then. And then Mickey is just crazy and wants to go to trial and he's going to blame it on the movies. And there's this whole, I, I don't know, there's, it's more complex there. And I think it's, I think yeah. the, I think also um, Mrs. Loomis's character is a, is a way better reveal because of how little she's in the movie. 
Um, yeah. I, I think Mrs. Loomis is a big reveal because she's she's playing she's a Debbie she's playing Debbie Salt. She's like a reporter and she's in the movie for like five minutes maybe. You see her yeah, come in and less, out way less than that. You, honestly, yeah, yeah. you don't even think about her because she's yeah. just, she's just a dumb annoying character. And then she comes out and it's it's Lori Metcalf and she has like these big eyes the whole time. I think yeah. a, I think she's one of the best like girls. I think she's really underrated. Um, so I think comparing it to Scream Two, I think it is like. It's just kind of less complex and less interesting, but I still think I'm happy with the ghost faces we got because I think that they're fun. It's just yeah. they're not as interesting as some other. Yeah, it's guys. like they're fun. They're fun characters within the movie. They're just not fun once they're revealed to be the killers. What well, um, I mean, I think as killers, they're fun. It's just they're, yeah, they're yeah, not, yeah. They're just when you it's like it's, the, the, it's, the the like the the context around it is not it's just a sucky like it's it's gonna be a thing when you have six movies is everything is a comparison thing i just think yeah. comparing them to other ghost faces in terms of um like motivation and reveal they're just on the lower end of that i still think i'm i really like um ethan and quinn a lot just because i think they're fun like they're yeah. charismatic and they're and have an interesting presence on the screen. I just don't think they're the best written or revealed spaces. Yeah, and I also think it's like I always think it's funny. I guess with both of these, but just like funny to think about it outside of the context of the movies. It's like, can you imagine that like this is how people react? Where it's like you're you're related to somebody who ends up being a serial killer, and your immediate like kind of train of thought is like. Well, maybe they were on to something. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe they were right, and maybe now I have to avenge them and 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 continue um, in their path of serial killing. Yeah, no, I just I think, just think it's I very think funny. It's I also think when you compare it to, I I, I, I heard some talk about this. Um, when you compare it to Mrs. Loomis and Mo, what is it? The cop's name? I forget the. Uh, uh Moroni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, well that's the that's the actor's name. Yeah. The, so the, the guy's you, name is um Detective Bailey. Okay, so Bailey and, and uh, Mrs. Loomis. So um, I think it's interesting because Mrs. Loomis kind of left Billy. Like, he, mm -hmm. like Mrs. Loomis was away from Billy and then her, like, heard that he got killed and he was this. And then Ben went to revenge him, which is way more like, okay, that's interesting and complex. And it's just like, uh, but it's, it's different here because they were just like a family and like a normal family yeah. and Billy like killed some people oh, not Billy, Richie yeah. went and killed some people and they were like oh okay he liked them I think yeah so it, I don't know it's, it, there, there's some differences and I think um, I like the ghost faces I just think um, they're just not it's just comparing them to the other ones they're not that great um, which yeah. so is kind of why I'm like okay this is a little like reactionary with the um, the praise that it's getting even though I'm like, yeah, I love this movie. I think the movie's really great, and it's like my second favorite movie of the year so far. I'm really excited um, for the rest of the franchise. It's just the fact that it's like, oh, this is the best scream in the franchise. It's like, I. It's just the yeah. ghost faces <laughs> kind of have to be the ghost faces have to be like some of the best. Like it's just like, as they're not like I, I think I think Jill is way better. I think obviously Billy and Stu are way better. I think Mickey yeah. and Mrs. Loomis are better. Um, it's just like. I I don't know. 
I feel like the people also, and again, it's like I'm, I, I'm, I don't take it too seriously. Like I, I kind of really, you could rank these movies whichever way you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, I it's like, like rank them how you want. I'm just saying. Yeah, that it wouldn't bother me, but it's like I do. I feel I do like think every people, one on Twitter, every ranking on Twitter, I'm like, it's like the, it's the second or like the the first yeah, movie. I'm like this is crazy. Yeah. No, it's it's high up there for a lot of people, and but that's the thing is like I, what I was gonna say is, and again. I get it. Like if someone has an, another opinion, but it's yeah, just yeah. like, I find it so hard to not rank the first scream as the first one. Like, I think, I, the, I think people who can watch yeah. six and be like, this is my favorite in the whole franchise. Like, I, do you just not like see the magic of the first scream? <laughs> because it's one, like, I think one is just so impressive and I yeah. really doubt one will ever be, reached again i i yeah. hope they i hope like they come out with eight and it is like the best thing ever it's just yeah. watching them all there's just something it's like almost one and the rest are like you have to kind of detach them because one is this own it's his own beast in this way is one yeah. like set one is set the example for the rest to follow like it's not like these yeah. aren't going to be better um it's i think four is really great but I think it's one is just so special. I, it is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Like it's fine. But I just, I yeah. just, think it's, I just think it's crazy to to see Scream Six, this new movie, the the weekend that it comes out, yeah. and immediately determine that it's better than, in my opinion, my favorite horror movie ever, and just like yeah, this sure. monumental, like classic horror movie that is just, just. Um, like amazing in every way <laughs> like yeah. to, to, to just also, like immediately move it past that is kind of it feels me, yeah it feels but... very reactionary to put a movie that came out three days ago like above a lot of them it yeah. feels like yeah. it feels like i don't i i mean I, I know it's like that's just how the internet kind of works and how letterbox is positioned yeah. movie watching and stuff everything is very reactionary you watch a movie you give a rating you rank it you do all this um so it makes sense it's just like i mean I, I like for me it's like the thing is and i and i imagine it works this way for some other people but it's like for me it's kind of fresh because it's like i just rewatched all the screen movies the week yeah, leading up yeah. to the new one so it's really easy for me to compare them because it's like yeah it's a new movie but at the same time it's like i just watched all these movies around the same time anyway so like my th i could pretty clearly yeah, separate yeah. my thoughts about them you know what i mean um but i get what you're saying like it is just like then that's why I'm saying like it's too new for me. I I I have it pretty high on my list right now, but it's too new for me to like say that it's like set in stone. Well, it, like, no, no, it's like to come out of come around. out of six and just say like, oh, this is the best screen movie. It just you also me like it's just so reactionary. Statement. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, did you want to talk about any like um specifics as far as like scenes that are very like intense or like scary yeah, or whatever? Um, because I have a couple that I think are are. I super think there's a cool. lot of great scenes. Um, I think the the ladder scene stands out. Yeah, that's the one I was gonna. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I mean, that I one think is the awesome. Ladder scenes, so, what did you it's, think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's just like there. There's just so. I, I think I think it does such a good job of of like having all of these kind of moving parts in it, I guess, because mm -hmm. it's like it's, you, it's a good set piece. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like the the idea of especially especially because you like I, I mean one, it's obviously this the like the core of it is this relationship between her and her girlfriend, which is like making this whole scene very emotional. But then it's also like the fact that she has to 
do this while she's like injured and pretty much like near death so it's like already like the stakes are way too high because i probably realistically would shit my pants doing that if if there was nothing wrong yeah, with yeah, yeah, even, yeah. even if there wasn't a killer chasing me like if i just if you just told me i had to climb across that ladder with no stakes at all i'd be like absolutely the fuck not um so the fact that she's like bleeding out and and there's a killer literally like right behind her is just so intense and like i love this little like i love like the, the ladder pretty much just separating like they're in one window screaming trying to get her across and like the killer is fucking shaking the ladder which i think is so cool because the killer could have probably so easily like climbed three steps on the ladder and just like yeah. stabbed her while yeah, she's on it but it's so much cooler to like shake the ladder and yeah, try to knock yeah. her off it's because- so like it's so like because scream is so like there's so much comedy in scream i think yeah it's such so ghost face to kind of just shake it and play with it um yeah because it's like that's kind of what it is i mean it's like these always like without a doubt always the killers are people who really like like take pride in what they're doing like like really take pride and like because there's like obviously like you see these like there's you know in this movie as well there's there's killers recording like what they're doing like it's like you know what i mean it's like they they want some sort of glory like it's like a it's like an overarching thing that they like want to receive like praise they want like these movies made out of them and it's obviously this really good yeah. of like the the entire culture surrounding this stuff and like surrounding serial killers and stuff like that yeah. and and yeah that's where think- more it's like going kind of going back to the the, the ghost faces themselves i wish we had i wish like jack champion or you know one of the other ones like had like another kind of motive as well yeah like something like that like the dad was like was like, oh, we gotta re- like avenge our son. He loved these movies. We got a continuous thing. But I wish Jack Champion. There was like a, I don't know. There's like a third dimension to these characters, like these ghost faces. Yeah. Because I, it's I, like, like you see, you see that um, Richie, right, from the fifth movie. Like you see that he was kind of like this, this filmmaker, right? Yeah, yeah. And and they. Um... Look, I, then you 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 wish that um, Jack Champion had a little bit of that, maybe. Maybe he's maybe a little more like I don't know. He like he looked after his brother and he had more of that in him. It just I did. The, I just felt like that third act is a kind of little messy and it's like okay, these are the the siblings of the last guy. That's it. Like it, it was just I wish there was a little more there on the bones. Um, it, but it's again that's just it's whatever. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that that whole ladder scene's like great. I think the we didn't really touch on it yet, but the character of Danny is um. A big character there it's um sam's like boyfriend like mystery man kind of thing um right, he's like right. he's, he's one of the big like red herrings of this movie you could say um yeah. the the actor is like in a lot of like tv shows where he's the villain so i think it's like a natural kind of typecast for him to be a and it is, it's like an interesting um it's like an interesting kind of like at least in the eyes of the viewer i think like uh like an exercise in trust kind of because it's like you don't know who the killers are yet and obviously like at this point we could assume there's always going to be more than one of them so it's like when you see them being chased and and he's their only escape and you don't know if he's the killer yet it's like are they just crossing are they crossing this ladder just to go to another killer (laughs) like to just go to the other half of this duo um so i think that's a really interesting concept because in my at least when i was watching it like in my head i was like this is that's something that i'm scared of that they're just yeah i think it's interesting because it's like he's such an obvious like ghost face like he's the 
he's the boyfriend of the main character. He's been he's like typecast as like a lot of villains in movies and stuff. And he's yeah. just like a natural, like strong, like he has his presence on screen. So I think it's interesting because it's like you compare that to Jack Champion, who is another just like kind of obvious ghost face. So there's a lot of like, oh, everyone's kind of obviously could be it. That it's like, yeah. oh, who is it? Like it's it's almost like it's they're not hiding it for anyone. Like anyone can kind of be Ghostface to the point of like no one is Ghostface. Yeah. Um, but, but I loved his character. I'm happy that he is alive because he's one of the he's like the only like new character that is alive. Yeah. But I think you mentioned it earlier because I talked to you about that. You were like, he'll probably just like be like not in the next movie. Like they'll be like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, they're just yeah. gonna get rid of this guy, aren't they? Yeah, but I don't no. know. I mean, maybe he'll be back. I, 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 I yeah, no, I, I really hope that they bring him back because it's like, um, he's the only like new. I mean, you could call Kirby because Kirby's brought back, but like, I don't even know if Kirby will be in the next one. But I, I think he's a fun character. I like him as an actor. Um, I think he's good in this movie. Um, but it's it comes to the point of like we have too many characters now. Um, you you feel that at, at times. Um, but yeah, I like him. I think he's fun. Well, and I think the other thing that's like kind of smart about that is again, like it could be seen as a negative to have too many characters, but at the same time, it's like he is kind of this expendable character. So yeah, but I know it's not, but it's not like he's him. not it's not like he's not interesting, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like there's something. I think I think he's a good character to have and bring back because yeah. I think he's a great because character to die. kill. Yeah, I think he's exactly. a great character to kill. Exactly. Because I think if you're gonna just get rid of him and then bring new characters in the next movie and then just kill them, it's like okay. But I think you bring him back to the next movie, you get like a you get little like you get some scenes with him and Sam, build their relationship a little, and then yeah. kill him. I think I think because yeah. it's it kind of if you're it's I mean or even if you were gonna I, I doubt they're gonna parallel the third movie but like because I don't know how long they they plan on doing that whole thing yeah. but in the third movie the opening kill is somebody who was in the previous movie so they could do something like that where they just kill him at the beginning yeah. he could be the opening kill that's but movie. that's a, it could be a thing because yeah. um it could be interesting you have you could have Sam start starts with them they i don't know you know you you probably have it not in new york anymore they yeah. maybe it's a it's a couple because it, they're filming it now so it's probably like right after i don't know where they would be but say sam gets the phone from ghostface and then sam fights him off but then he dies or something you have some opening like that um and you lose him um but yeah i think he's a i think a, they think a should bring him back just for that um it is interesting because a lot of times when you have these love interests in this movie they don't make it that far, but both yeah. Danny and now that um, Chad is the love interest of Tara, they're both alive now, which is, yeah. is I think that's what they they kind of talk about a lot in the movie when they're talking about the satirical, like they're, they're talking about the rules and stuff. They're talking about how now we're so far into the franchise that the rules are no longer rules. Like everything yeah. is kind of backwards in a, in a way. So I think the love interest staying alive is almost the 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 reverse of the rules almost yeah no i see that that's a good point and um the other scene at least that, like the the two big scenes i wanted to mention in terms of like just being yeah. really cool were the the latter scene of course and then the gale chase scene um okay. because that was just like so cool i thought i thought that the way that they used like this 
you know, big like New York luxury apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, especially like the part where she runs out onto like her gigantic balcony and she's like, he's, she's being yeah, chased she's and loaded. Run, runs Those back in. Sales. Sales. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they like, you know what I mean? It's like, I thought that was really cool where she like runs outside and then she comes back in through another door and then she's kind of like, yeah, I just, there's just like a lot. There's a lot of like small little moments in that scene where I'm like, this is really cool. Even like her, like kind of like fumbling like the lock on like her gun or whatever. Yeah. Um. I just yeah. There's there's a lot of like really good moments in that chase and and like just really like I know it was in the trailer, but I I, I it like still kind of made me jump when it happened. Like when they like um when they toss her boyfriend at her like through the wall yeah. and they break the thing. I was like Jesus. <laughs> like, that, that really it really like scared me. I don't yeah. know. I thought that was a really um cool scene. And I obviously it would have um probably been a tiny bit cooler if they killed her just to like raise the stakes. But I don't know. At the yeah. same time I almost feel like we don't want to watch Gail die because she's awesome. It's a weird <laughs> scene to like I think it's a good scene. I feel like I it would be interesting for her to die. I feel like it would be a weird time right there for her to die. Yeah, exactly. Almost. It's like it's like I don't know. It's a weird I think it's an interesting set piece. I think they like they do the thing. It's like they do the thing. It's almost they they, they beat it to death. It's like the, the the she's dead but she's not dead thing. But I think that scene's fun. Um yeah. there's also I think there there's like this inc- I just wanted to bring this up. There's like this inclusion of this I mean, is Dr. Stone, who is like Sam's therapist. Yeah. And which is an interesting like character because you get like it's like one of the first scenes, and you get Sam talking to the therapist, and she opens up about like her feelings, and the yeah. guy is like, I can't see you anymore. Yeah. And then you later he dies. Um, and it's just an interesting it's like an interesting thing, like thinking about like why they included this, because it's one it's just like another just another kill um but yeah. like what are they kind of cooking what are they building with this whole like sam is like has like <laughs> you know a vengeful yeah. kind of uh, evil yeah. side and of that's, her that's something that i think uh, when we go over dislikes one of the small things that i think we should i mean at least from my perspective discuss and i think you've kind of agreed the last thing i want to mention before we get there yeah. um which I, I guess we could. I guess this is a good place to start because it toes the line. Because I think, I think this is kind of a dislike for you, but a like for me. Um, right. So it's a good place to transition. But, um, but I think that the New York City setting is like for me very effective. And I know you mentioned that you're not like totally in love with it because they could um, more with it yeah. um it's, so. it's it's because it's shot in montreal <laughs> yeah um, it's like it, i don't know i i think i almost sold it to myself less than the marketing itself i was like scream in new york um i think yeah. it's a fun like thing it's like there's no like i don't know you want to see them like just be in new york thing like do i don't know just like iconic new york set pieces i yeah. think yeah it looks like they're in i mean it's like oh they're in a city it works as new york i just like you're if you're in new york like be like i don't know there should be some like kind of monument that shows up in like one yeah, scene like i don't know that's new york i get what you mean but i think it's fine i don't think it's necessarily a negative i just think it's like i wish it was there was more because you're only going to do Scream in New York probably once. Might as well do Scream in New York. Um, that's kind yeah. of the thing. It's like, I wish there was more that was New York. But obviously, if you're not shooting in New York, that's just not going to happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that I think the fact that it is in a city alone is a positive for me. 
I yeah, just, that's what I was going to say. Cause I, I don't, I get what you mean about like making it feel more New York, but I do yeah. think the setting is very interesting to me. Yeah. Just like, like just the idea of them being in a city, because I think, I think it creates one, it creates a lot of these like great set pieces. Like that ladder scene could not happen in, yeah. uh, you know, in like a suburban neighborhood. <laughs> um, so like, so that's fun for just the fun of it. But I also just think it's like, I think I think it creates like a lot of interesting moments because it's it, it puts them in a big city, but they but I, I don't think they need to like go to monuments or like big like public spaces too often because I think ultimately like these have always been kind of like small movies, you know what I mean? Like they're they're very like secluded yeah. and I think it's interesting how they use a city that in your head as you're watching you know is full of thousands and thousands and millions of people and and make it feel small like within that city because you know that it's a city but you're watching all of these like more intimately close like small scenes of like oh it's just them between their apartments and everybody else in their apartments doesn't matter. Like it's just these two apartments, that's all that's happening. And it's like, you know, all these, all these places that they go to, or even like when they're at the party, it's like, yeah, it's a party and there's people there, but it's like, but then they leave the party and it doesn't like feel that grand. And I like that because I think well, really, so really yeah, like they, they, they do that. And then they also do this great thing. Where we didn't talk about the scene yet, but they, they on their interviews and stuff, they talk about how, you're in New York and there's so many people in these streets and there's so many people on the trains and stuff, but no one cares about anyone else. So you yeah. have this great scene where Mindy and and um, and Ethan are on the train and they're, yeah. they're apart from each other because Mindy's like, you're the ghost face. I'm not messing yeah. with you. And then Mindy gets stabbed, but no one around her notices her because they are in their own little bubbles yeah. And I almost like I think about it as like, I wish they did kind of more with that because I think that concept is really interesting. It very much gives Scream 2 opening vibes where yeah. they're yeah. in they're in the movie theater and they all have the ghost face masks and um, Jada Pickens Smith gets stabbed and no one everyone's like like acting like it's a publicity stunt or they're all excited and no one really cares. And I, yeah. you know, you I almost wish you had like a scene in like the streets where everyone had costumes on and one of them's like dying and, and everyone like no one like it's like almost scream too but just in the street kind of opening but i think yeah. you get that you get that great moment in the train where mindy is dying almost and no one cares um and i think that is the best use of new york in this movie is that train scene because it is the whole idea of there's so because you, you go from Woodsboro where there's one house and there's nobody for like a mile, and then you go to um, yeah. New York where <laughs> yeah. everyone is here and nobody cares. It's, it, yeah. it's the total opposite of you know you have Scream One where you're at Casey Becker's house and you you call you call the police but they're not coming because it's gonna take forever. Yeah. They're they're not gonna get here in time. And do you go to two or not two? You go to Scream Six where they're like a foot away from you. And they don't care or they don't even notice that you're in, in trouble there. Which I think is, is a great kind of um, way to add different elements to the franchise and make these kills 
and interactions feel fresh and new. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think um, I'm in agreement as well that the, that the train scene specifically is the best use of them being in a yeah. city. Um, yeah, we could get into um, just like a couple of dislikes. I don't know. I mean, you, maybe you have more than I do, but I, there's really not that much that I want to talk about. The only ones I really have, like that I wrote down at least were um, on the one hand, which we've already covered, so we don't really need to go yeah. into it. It's, it's a little bit predictable but at the same time like i mentioned before i don't really care that much about it because it's just yeah. like they it's we're six movies in. there's going to be some some things that like you kind of catch on to that like you're paying more attention to because you know how these movies work it's it's like kind of a whatever complaint for me um and then the other one that i had which is what we just glossed over before is like sam's kind of like like not not her character as a whole, nor her performance, but just the direction that they're taking her character in yeah. of making her this, um, like, pretty much just, like, psychotic killer. Um, I don't know. It's just, and, and specifically the way that they tie Billy into the whole mix and, like, have those little, like, scenes where he's talking to her. I just, those scenes, like, really take no, me out. No, those scenes are I, so I really bad. Like those them. scenes are... What are we doing? Get Ski Ulrich out of the damn studio. <laughs> Why is he still here? I yeah. love him in Scream 1. He yeah. is way too old to be in the mirror of the ghost face like shrine talking yeah. to Sam. I just I don't need it. I don't want it. Um yeah, I, I think that's it's weird because it's like I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know what's their plan. It nothing has kind of come out of this yet. Um, right now, I think it's interesting. I don't think it's good or bad. It's not really a positive or a negative for me. But I don't know if it's going to end up being a positive. It's kind of where I'm at. I feel like they're going down yeah. a sketchy path that probably won't pay off. I think it'd be interesting if it did pay off and. Um, obviously if it does pay off then all of this would be a positive or like, yeah okay. but it's like it just it's, it's 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 a scary kind of i don't know what you're doing here i don't know if i like yeah, this it just feels um, a bit strange to me and it's very like i don't know why maybe it's a, maybe it feels strange to me because of this but there's an there's an arc in in the show riverdale where <laughs> where one of the character it's no. just like you know you know how corny riverdale is like yeah yeah, seen, yeah. the clips of the corny writing and there's like there's just one really corny moment where like like serial killers are involved and like the main character she's like she's like well i think my i think my dad passed the serial killer gene on to me <laughs> and like yeah, and, yeah. and this just reminds me of that um like this like weird like like dad passing down it, like being a serial killer and like getting visions of your dad i don't know yeah. it's just like i, I, I think yeah so it. i think <laughs> i think the idea of sam being this sort of anti sydney is a interesting and a good idea because I think the fact that you have this scene post like this frat party where she pushes this people like people and there's people and they don't like her and they're starting rumors about her online. There's Reddit threads that are brought up that are yeah. like Sam is actually Ghostface. I think the fact that Sydney was basically like this hero and obviously people like were like oh she's weird, 
But like there was like like it was never the point of like oh we all think Sydney did it. It was like the point of like oh she's been through so much. She's like the hero. She's like this legend, like iconic hero of Woodsboro. But Sam is treated kind of like crap. And Sam is like everyone's like oh Sam is Billy Loomis's daughter. She obviously had something to do with this. Like she is not innocent. Everyone thinks that she orchestrated those kills. So I think that on itself is an interesting way to add freshness and new like things to the character. I think some of the stuff they're doing with Billy like saying weird shit to her and like a reflection, yeah. that's a little much. And I don't love where they're taking yeah. it there. But I think the idea of her, her having like a negative public reception is a good thing. I like that. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. big on the whole Billy like in her dreams yeah. thing. Um, I think I'd be interesting if they make her turn and she's a ghostface the next thing. They have to handle it well though. I, it can't be half baked, and I'm I'm worried that they'll do that and it will turn out. It'll, it'll be a kind of a flop because I've not been a lot. But the biggest issue so far with their the radio silences first two is that the killers reveals and motives have been lackluster. And I think if yeah. they do this, if they choose to make Sam the killer, that is a big move and you have to pull it off. You can't do something yeah. like that and like half-ass it and like have a weak motive or have the reveal be weak. You have to make that work. Um, so that is my biggest like kind of concern there is they're going to make Sam a killer or they're going to do something like that and it's going to be weak. And I, yeah. I think there's a way you can pull it off it is kind of like the it's kind of like a a Jill Roberts thing from Screen Four in a way of like the the final girl becomes the ghost face. I just yeah. think they have to pull it off, and I'm worried that they won't. But I think overall in the movies right now, what they're doing with it, it's like half and half for me. I think there's some good ideas being thrown around. There's also some stuff I'm like I really don't care about this. Yeah. Um, which is kind of how I I'm, feel. About I'm probably Sam. on board with that. Like that's yeah. probably. Where I, I kind of feel yeah. that's that's overall how I feel about Sam's character is because she is the, the the first build. She is kind of their necessarily lead character, and it's like I'm not. I she's like I like her more than six. I'm not sold with her. Um, it I'm does. Interested. It does seem like this movie they were trying to push that they're moving in Jenna Ortega's direction because Wait, it, obviously yeah. they bring in her love interest. Like she talks about, like it's my time in college. Like yeah, it's yeah. like, and that's the thing. It's like they moved to college, but she's the one in college. So it it is kind of like they're trying to suggest that, that she's going to be the main. Is, I think forward. I think they're in an interesting thing because um, Jenna Ortega is obviously the biggest name now of this cast. Yeah. And it's an interesting thing where they're they they had Sam as the 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 lead there, and they have Tara as the little sister. And now Tara is a bigger name outside of movies than Sam is. Um, and it be which they didn't, which they didn't like. They didn't. They, 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 they couldn't have predicted when they were making Scream Five that Jenna Ortega was going to yeah. end up being the biggest so star on the it's planet. An, it's an inter- yeah, it's an interesting kind of predicament they're in. Because ever, a lot of people are just going to see Scream Six because they love Jen Ortega, and so yeah. obviously making the movie in mind, you want to there. There's going to be more focus on Jen Ortega. I think Jen Ortega is really great in Six. I love her character. It's like this weird two main character situation where yeah, I it's like I don't know what they're gonna do with that. Um, 
it's like do you because it, it feels like they're building to this like sam ghostface tara final girl like sister sister thing and i'm like yeah. okay but you gotta pull it like you have to pull it off like if you're gonna do it don't you know you don't screw it up um yeah which i honestly i don't know i i do <laughs> I, I do think it'd be interesting if they just go completely away from that route like, yeah it's I, almost but i, I probably like, would just like it more yeah. if the sisters just stay together yeah they're just it, they're just sisters and <laughs> like, i you mean, know what i mean i hope i hope you have some i mean there's obviously tons of ways to go i think they are pointing at it so it is something you kind of have to yeah. bring up but it's also like this is scream they point at a million things so they could yeah. totally flip it like they've been pointing at Stu's return they they mentioned Stu's return in this movie they're gonna point at a billion things it's just kind of which one will actually be true and what 17 other things are gonna be false um yeah. but they've been this has kind of been a build-up thing for two movies so it's like okay something is gonna come out of this like she sam's either going to completely like cut the billy side off of her or completely go crazy like there's not gonna be like a this that nothing is gonna not happen like there's it's gonna be something happens um there is a moment in in six at the end where sam does wear the ghost face costume to um to to kill i think the cop right yeah um so like it's like they're they're teasing it and it's like it's it's i don't know it's i'm i'm excited to see where they go I am nervous because they're playing with a lot of messy stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. But to be of... fair, it's like, this is, at the end of the day, this is a good movie. So we know they have the ability to make more. Yeah. Um, no, I'm so, that's the thing I kind of mentioned earlier is like, I, they, this movie is, is a big step up and I'm way more excited for the future yeah. from this movie. Um, is there any other dislikes that you want to mention or, or are we all? yeah i mean we we kind of we we brought a lot of the dislikes up like just kind of in the middle um yeah but i i think overall i really like this movie i think there's just some key stuff to kind of point out that it's not perfect but i like the direction they're kind of taking with this franchise yeah and i'm yeah i'm excited for eight yeah or seven but yeah seven and eight yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um, seven i'm excited for seven yeah, yeah, hopefully we get more yeah. i mean that's the, that's what i was gonna say hopefully we get I, I, honestly it's and i mentioned this in my review uh it's quite shocking especially in the modern day for me to say that i just don't want a franchise to stop but i i kind of just really you could give me as yeah. many screen movies as you want and i'm gonna sign up for them every time um think... they're, like, they're six for six as far as i'm concerned like they've made six movies that i like um yeah. so i i think scream um, is kind of the perfect um franchise like template and i think they, yeah. the way they operate is like off this template that i think is so effective where other franchises it's like there's no really formula where they just kind of are making like new things and there i think within the template and the formula that scream has the movies are always going to be somewhat entertaining to the point of like they can just keep making these and i'll show up yeah. Um, so and especially with this one being so good I'm, I'm excited for the future again yeah no i agree um before we go on to 65 you want to do a quick um reveal of our 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 scream rankings um yeah yeah, yeah. i can I'll, I'll go first i so from from six to one i have scream three in last place which by the way like i said before keep in mind i Six or six. We, we, yeah, we, we like all these <laughs> movies um but yeah scream three is last for me then scream five then 
as of right now, these are the two that are like contentious, but in fourth place, I have Scream 2. And then in third place, I have Scream 6. Those two could flip-flop. We'll, we'll see when I when yeah. I have some more time to sit on it. And then Scream 4 is second. And like I mentioned before, <laughs> like Scream yeah. 1 is obviously my number one. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of like very similar in areas. Um, I think like we basically just have two movies that are like flipped, but they're right next to each other. Yeah. Uh, so I have Scream 5 in last, then Scream 3. Um, and then Scream 6, and then 2, and then 4. 4 and, and one. 1, yeah. So we have 2 and 6 flop, and then 3 and 5 flop. But it's yeah. like... Um, yeah, pretty, but yeah, pretty similar areas yeah, for yeah. them. Yeah, so we, we have similar thoughts. I Yeah, Scream rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and what a perfect time to transition to a movie that does not rock. <laughs> Let's talk about 65. We can start with uh, ratings once again. We probably will not get into a, as detailed or deep of a discussion um about 65 as we did with scream six um we, we can just go over this quickly because i don't really think this movie warrants too much conversation but um but yeah i gave it a two out of five um uh, yeah i give it a one and a half out of um five i guess it's yeah. almost like i almost thought about dropping it down recently <laughs> it's it's almost i don't know because you know we talk about like there's not a lot to talk about it's almost a movie like there's just nothing to really say yeah exactly because nothing really happens yeah um, that's my the the reason why i didn't even write down a list of likes and dislikes is because <laughs> i think my biggest takeaway from this movie is that it's just one of the most plain movies i've ever seen like there's just yeah. there's not really any major dislikes for me there's just really nothing that i enjoy about it it's just so like painfully average and i think i think the concept of the movie makes it so that it being painfully average is nowhere near enough because because <laughs> i don't want to see a dinosaur movie starring adam driver that is average yeah. like that that if that's the sales pitch for a movie i'm expecting it to be good yeah, I'm, um, I'm actually i think i'm gonna drop it uh, <laughs> live on the podcast yeah. well, i was just making i think the pool is a little better i am um, so yeah it was a movie that i was like I, I think the trailer came out like more recently than you would think like maybe like three or four months ago like it, mm -hmm. it wasn't that far like long ago where like we got this trailer and this news drop and it was oh 65 this movie's coming out soon um yeah. and it was adam driver produced by sam raimi and there's dinosaurs and it gave me kind of flashes of m night Shyamalan's after earth which is a movie i really yeah. like um, and if, and we were joke. There was a lot of jokes online. It's like before Earth. Um, yeah. It's funny because after Earth has like a one point seven on Letterboxd. A lot of people don't like it, but people are like. Yeah. I, there's a lot of reviews from on um, sixty five, and it's like maybe I was too harsh on After Earth, which I think is really funny. Um, but yeah, again, it's like I was excited about this. It's one of the most disappointing like movie experiences ever for me because it was yeah. like. I just hope I have fun with this movie and I'll give it like a high rating because like, I think this is a fun concept. I like Adam driver. I think this is it's just, it's just a fun movie. It's called 65. Like that's fun. Yeah. Um, Which by the way, the way that they introduced the movie is so funny when so they, bad. when they put the 65 title card up and then they like, yeah. they explain that the movie is set back then. I'm like, bro, we know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, it, we know the history it, of the earth. It's just like the most like I don't know. It it's the most movie that does nothing kind of movie ever. 
I think there's just a kind of fundamental issues with it yeah. that were never going to work. Um, you have Adam Driver and you have this little kid that he finds in like this pod thing. And yeah. then they don't speak the same language. Yeah. Um, and when, I, I mean, you're, I mean, you're <laughs> after earth as kind of a comparison here, but the whole after earth kind of thing is a lot of dialogue between these, because it's two characters yeah. all like a thing in a world. And there's not like there's crazy animals and stuff. Uh, I think the best part about After Earth, and I was talking to some people about it, After Earth is a very emotional core, and there's a lot yeah. of great dialogue bits between the two. In 65, you have Adam Driver saying, like, talking to himself a little, and then he'll, yeah. like, spout, like, random words at this little yeah. girl, and she can't <laughs> understand like, him. Yeah. And it there's, really There's really ruins. no emotion. There's no, like, flow um, between the and... two. It's um, funny because after the movie ended too, like when I left the theater, my friend was like, my friend was like, why, why did all of his equipment survive? But his like thing to translate languages yeah, yeah. did. It's, <laughs> it's like, like, it's like, it, why? It is a weird decision. Like you could have just had them talk to each yeah, other. Yeah. I think you, if you had, I think you just, to make this movie better already, like one, like it's the easiest thing that you do here is just have his translator survive, yeah. have them be able to talk to each other. And I think it's yeah. instantly a better movie. And um, the thing is, I don't think and, it's a great movie, but yeah. obviously, I think it is a better one because you're just watching Adam Driver walk and this girl walk around this like it's I they I watched I, there was a, something a video about it, but they're in um they're in Louisiana like in swamps. Um, so yeah. you're just watching him kind of walk around this swamp, not talking, and there's just yeah, like he just nothing. grunts a lot and like yeah. makes a lot of noises. So, and then and I mean like it's like if you're it it's it's to you're already putting yourself in a hard position when you're yeah. making your main two you have two characters that's, that's already like a tough thing to do two yeah. characters so if you have two characters you have to either have to love a lot of dialogue or you have to like know what you're doing behind the camera because i guess you could you could um another movie you could kind of um relate this to is jerry from 2002 which you have two characters in a desert and they're walking and yeah. they don't say a lot in that movie. There's not a lot of dialogue in the movie. You know why? Because they're tired from walking and they don't say a lot. But the camera is utilized with long takes and there's so much like the, what they say is very important. It's not it's not the amount of stuff they say, it's what they say. And I think there's there's the camera isn't utilized here. It's it's very like it's the most generic, boring. Yeah, it's very plain like direction. Like, there's not really anything um and any interesting nothing made. nothing they're saying is relatively important or profound. Um yeah. so I think the fact I think they're they're shooting itself in the foot because I think the them not being able to talk to each other is an idea that can be pulled off by someone like is a like per, like very good at their craft. I think yeah. if you're not that great, if like you're a, if you're a, a kind of, I don't, I'm not going to say below average, but like if you're an average filmmaker. I think them talking would ultimately boost this film. I think, yeah, like it because could it, be, could, like, it's just, a... it, it makes it, uh, it's, it makes it more of a challenge, and they did not like reach this chat, like they did not succeed yeah. in this challenge. Yeah, because there's a like, like this is this is the thing I mentioned to my 
friend after I watched the movie that I think uh, kind of captures the the lack of emotion for me and the reason why the the lack of dialogue is so troubling. Like there's there's this big emotional high at the end toward the end of the movie in the final act that is supposed to be the biggest emotional high of the movie, I should say. Um, when they get to where they're supposed to go and she finds out that her family didn't survive. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, because she can't actually talk at all during the movie, you don't know anything about her family. Like the only thing you know is that she draws these little stick figures Mm -hmm. of like her parents. And it's like, okay, but you don't know anything about them or any of that. Like, you know, Adam Driver's relationship with his family because there's a a scene in the beginning that shows it. And then there's all of these you know like things with his daughter and like the little like the all the pictures he has and like video clips of her or whatever um but you don't get that with her so it's like and i get that like you technically could feel emotional just because of like what it sets as a precedent like yeah of course nobody wants their fucking parents to die in a plane crash or whatever but like or she kind of gets over it like really quickly yeah but it's just like (laughs) yeah that's what i'm saying it's i i think i think if she was able to talk and and develop this relationship with adam driver and then they could through the dialogue you could draw some parallels because his daughter and and what's going on with her it would be significantly more interesting that's that's the biggest thing for me is overall i think there are good ideas and that's why i was excited for this movie because there's good ideas and this is a good concept and this is a fun concept and adam driver is a great act like one of the best actors working today so him doing this kind of weird sci-fi movie is awesome and that's why like it's so disappointing to me because i think stuff like this is just like bad like concept stuff because I think you have, I think the idea of, okay, hey, I've saved you, right? And mm-hmm. your parents are dead. And I'm telling you that your parents are up here and we're going on this whole journey. And I think in a in a better movie, you don't even have to have too much dialogue. Or again, when I say with like the Jerry thing, you have to have just little dialogue. Like it's just, it's, the fact that none of this dialogue makes any sense because none of the characters understand each other. It's just like the dialogue is nothingness because none of the characters are getting information across to each other because the girl will talk in her language and adam driver will say stuff in, in english because he just speaks english um right um but none of them are understanding each other so it doesn't the dialogue doesn't matter um yeah. so i think you could have this whole situation where he lies to her about their parents and then you have her say like speak english because they have the translator and he would speak she would tell stories about her parents and she would talk about her parents. Yeah. And we would get these emotional kind of moments between them two when they're sharing like anecdotes yeah. and they're telling stories. And then when you, when you get, you, you would get this emotional third act moment where she figures out that her parents are dead. And then you would get this whole like kind of argument or like she like would break out because she learns that her parents are dead, but you don't get that because she can't talk. So like all of these yeah. like emotional like important story beats are just cut out because you can't talk. Um, yeah. It, yeah. There's just so much where it's like it. It's almost it's the movie of like missed execution. Yeah. Um, yeah almost. And, it, and it's just it's really disappointing. Um, yeah. And on that subject, like the the only other thing that I really want to mention, because this is the thing that I, I didn't even make a review for this movie because I was like, I just don't feel like doing that. I, I made a video specifically about how this movie is just kind of like another letdown for me because I think that 
dinosaurs are just like one of the coolest things that you can make movies about. Like it's such a it's yeah. such a toss up. Like like uh, like a like a like a free like just you, you're gonna you're gonna make a good movie if you can take this concept and make it interesting because every I mean most people think dinosaurs are cool, right? Like most people see dinosaurs and they're like, oh, that's a that's a cool thing um and and there's really only ever been one like major movie to execute that well um jurassic park of course and like it's just like how how do we not have just like a surplus of cool dinosaur movies like how do people consistently make movies about dinosaurs that are just like pretty boring like it's like yeah well you said you you threw the word cool in there and then mainly it was i kind of went to an issue in my head is all the dinosaurs are kind of boring yeah um there's like two yeah. or three different types of dinosaurs like thrown around there maybe um mm-hmm. like at the end there i see you feel like it feels like the, it's like this wave boss in like a video game where the same guy just keeps coming like there's, yeah. just, like, the, same, there's the same type <laughs> of dinosaur true. that just keeps coming after adam driver and it's it's like geez like there was just there's just no ounce of creativity added in this movie um yeah. i just think i think premise wise you have adam driver you have um you have like a, a reasonably sized budget there's just yeah. zero ounce of like filmmaking or just like story creativity added to the movie so it, yeah. it ultimately is just very plain and boring it's like a short movie it's like an hour and a half it's it's a boring movie like and it's like when is this gonna end kind of thing it's like <laughs> the other thing is going along with the dinosaur thing because now i'm only just thinking about this now but i yeah. think obviously I, I mentioned jurassic park and one of the things that I love so much about that movie is is how it kind of captures the like wonder and fascination that we have for for these things because like if you're somebody who is interested in the subject of dinosaurs and and finds that stuff fascinating the way that I do it is this really like you know beautiful grand thing to think about and and like this idea in Jurassic Park of like bringing them back to life so that like we can witness them is is this really cool concept and then when you think of 65 he lands on this planet and and he is unaware that dinosaurs are a thing you know what i mean like yeah. he has never been informed that dinosaurs are a thing and there's just no there's no like wonder <laughs> there's no like there's no like shock he's just I like will say, i will say the the girl the girl is interested but he is yeah. like don't mess with those things you're gonna yeah, die but there's just there's really like no moments where it just like makes you like like I, there's just no world building I, and i get that it's a short movie and they're trying to like keep it like this fast-paced thing but it's like I, I want you to build up the world because like you said that the dinosaurs are, are fairly uninteresting with the way that they're presented and and they would be more interesting if you if you build this world up of like 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 what the setting that they're in is I, and i just don't think that they do that and that makes me just a little bit sad you know i mean it, it reminds me of that tiktok sound that's going around right now the the weird weird lack of respect for the sanctity of life <laughs> yeah you should um, make, you should make like, that video there's no there's <laughs> no there's no appreciation for for how cool dinosaurs are in this movie and that is to me um just something that you have to cross off the list when you make a dinosaur movie just make sure that you make sure that you prove to the not prove to the audience everybody knows dinosaurs are cool but make sure you make sure you show the audience that they are cool like because it's just uh yeah i don't know it's just a it's it's a small thing but it does make the movie a a big letdown for me because it's just like i don't i don't want to see more generic dinosaur movies like and and i mentioned that in my video where it's like every time every time i want 
dinosaur content, I'm either rewatching Jurassic Park or I'm watching a documentary. Um, and I don't want to watch a bunch of documentaries. Like, I mean, I do. I, I love watching them, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah. just make dinosaur movies that are interesting. I will say, I think the one like scene that stands out for me that I think is a lot of fun, and I was like, I want more of this, is there's this great scene. I don't even know why Adam Driver is in the tree, right? But he's in this tree, and he falls out of the tree, and like dislocates his arm and then there you see like dinosaurs come up so he's ramming his arm into this tree to undislocate it and the dinosaurs are coming and he keeps just ramming into the tree and then it gets to the point where they're about to come and like the girl is like stepping on his arm and he she steps in it pops it back he picks the gun out and he shoots him that scene is like the the best scene of the movie and it's like, oh, that was actually like interesting. That was a cool like, idea. Um, if it was then, ninety minutes of that, you'd have a good movie. Yeah, it's like that <laughs> that scene was like, this is like a, a weird like. Okay, he falls into a tree, arm just like he's like, ramming into the, and it's like, what just happened there? And then it just goes back to like the boring. I like that was the best idea maybe of the movie was to have this like it's a really cool action idea. Um, yeah. Um, except he's like kind of I don't know whatever you want to call it. But that scene stood out to me and everything else kind of was like, oh, okay. I've yeah. seen this before. This is generic, you know, TV yeah. movie kind of thing. Um, yeah. There's yeah. really nothing else I want to say. I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, no, that was kind of, that was the one like it. scene where I was like, I want to talk about this because I, um, that's kind of where I was left with like, oh, that was cool. Like that, that scene was like, oh shit. But um, everything yeah. else, yeah, didn't really leave an impression on me. Yeah, I mean, Adam Driver's good in it, obviously. I mean, I think everybody's pretty good at acting in it, I guess. But it's just yeah, not like, like anything. Characters. Yeah, it's not anything I really care about because it's just, yeah, it's just. Even it's like, it, yeah, it's like they're good in it, but it's like this that the, what they're given to work with doesn't not, allow them yeah. to be really great in it or necessarily interesting in it. Like they're not doing necessarily, they're not bad in it. It's just they're not doing anything worthwhile. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, uh, if we don't have anything else to say, I really? guess we can call it on uh, 65 and and I will be back after the Oscars to talk about the Oscars very quickly before the end of the episode. So uh, so yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more after the Oscars. All right. Hello, everyone. I am back on my own. Owen is not able to uh, show up for this part. The Oscars just ended like literally 10 minutes ago. Um, so I'm just gonna go over pretty much every winner really quickly. I'm gonna keep this short because I'm here by myself and it feels weird like talking uh, on the podcast alone. But um, yeah, so Start, I'll start with Best Picture, obviously. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once won Best Picture. It was pretty expected. Um, no surprises there. Really no surprises in the entire show. Like, there was, like, technically kind of things where it was, like, it could go either way. But nothing that really was too shocking the entire time. Um, and, yeah, Everything Everywhere All at Once, obviously deserving of Best Picture. We're totally cool with that. Um, and then, again, it won for Best Director. The Daniels won Best Director. Also pretty expected at this point. Um, Brennan Fraser won for Best Actor. That was one of the closer ones. I predicted that it would be Austin Butler in my personal predictions. That didn't end up happening. Um, Best Actress, Michelle Yeoh won. Again, 
pretty close race between her and Kate Blanchett. Um, for best supporting actor, uh, Ki Hui Kwan won. That was <laughs> the biggest lock of the night, of course. Um, no surprises there at all, really. Uh, best supporting actress, Jamie Lee Curtis won. That one was a bit more on the shocking side. It was kind of anticipated, but that was a tight race. It could have gone a couple different ways. And at least me personally, not who I would have picked to win. Um, I would have loved to have seen it be Carrie Condon, but it is what it is. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is obviously awesome and I love her and it is kind of feel like a legacy award, but that's not necessarily like the worst thing in the world. I mean, she deserves to have an Oscar under her belt, uh, for the screenplays, uh, the Daniels won best original screenplay for everything everywhere all at once and women talking won best adapted screenplay. Those were both pretty expected. I really wanted to see Banshees win best original screenplay. I knew it was going to underperform because most of the categories it could win in, it was competing with everything everywhere all at once, which I knew was obviously going to get a ton of Oscars. Um, and yeah, it's just upsetting because Banshees didn't get any Oscars at all, which is just really sad. It's my favorite of the best picture nominees. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I think it is absolutely deserving of an Oscar nomination. And sadly that didn't happen. Um, nothing you can do about that, but yeah. Um, those are the screenplay winners. Best animated feature, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio won. Again, super anticipated. Like everybody kind of knew that's where it was going to go. And and yeah, it's my favorite of the nominees for best animated feature. So I'm not upset about that. Best international film, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front won, of course, which is another going to be another hot topic of the Oscars because it pulled in a number of awards. Um, I think it won four or five of them, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at least four, but it might have been five. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be a hot topic, and obviously all those nominations kind of guaranteed that it would win Best International Feature. I don't think it's my favorite of the International Feature nominees, although I rank all of these kind of very closely. Um, Best Documentary Feature, Navalny won. I haven't watched any of these yet. I'm planning on watching a couple of them. I wasn't planning on watching Navalny out of these, but since it won, I guess I'll give it a chance. Um, Best Film Editing, the winner was everything ever all at once. Once once again, um, yeah, not really, not really too much of a shock. Although that could have gotten a number of different ways. I feel like Top Gun Maverick and Elvis both had a chance there, um, but of course, it goes to the best picture winner, uh, best production design. This one was a little bit more on the shocking side. All Quiet. It's it, some of its technical wins were a little bit shocking just because it was a tight race between it and a couple other movies. Usually like in production design, it was a pretty tight race between that and Babylon. I think Babylon was actually the betting favorite. Um, but yeah, all quiet took that one. And then best sound went to top gun Maverick. That one's not really surprising. Um, best visual effects again, not very surprising. It went to avatar the way of water. That was like one of the more guaranteed locks, like obviously key for everything everywhere all at once was the, biggest lock of the night but that one was definitely up there um best cinematography goes to all quiet on the western front another technical award another award that was probably pretty guaranteed although there was like other movies in the conversation i guess elvis could have been in the conversation i would have liked it to be tar but um you know it is what it is i still have to watch bardo as well um best music original song went to rrr which is again pretty pretty expected um i don't really like I don't, I don't know. The, they, they did all the live performances and, and even just the energy of the performances, like RRR was clearly 
the most energetic, like the the most exciting and, and just like the best song out of them, really. Um, but again, some of them aren't like some of them aren't supposed to be energetic songs, but RRR was just uh, clearly like the best of the bunch for me. Um, for original score, this was one that I was pretty upset over. All Quiet on the Western Front won this one. I'm not like super upset, but I did want it to be Babylon. I know that the Babylon Hive online is not going to be very happy about Babylon not getting any awards and losing both of its two pretty much most probable awards to All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, for best costume design, Black Panther Wakanda Forever won, which is uh, another one that is um, not like, super shocking that one could have gone in a couple different ways um but yeah it ended up going to black panther wakanda forever for best makeup and hairstyling the whale one which is i think one of the kind of worst wins of the night um i've been pretty public about how i don't like the whale that much um i've said it a number of times i think we've talked about it on the podcast before um but yeah it's it's not very good and i and i don't think it's deserving of a best makeup and hairstyling win i i feel like this could have gone, I, I predicted it to go to Elvis, which is also like not really who I wanted to win, but it at least would have been a little bit better. Um, then the uh, shorts, live action short film, winner was Irish Goodbye. That was my prediction, um, but I haven't seen all the live action shorts, so I can't say too much about them. Um, although I'm very happy it wasn't Night Ride because that movie was very bad. Um, best animated short film uh, was the boy the mole the fox and the horse i haven't watched this one but i watched a couple of the others and i heard that this one definitely was not like deserving compared to the others i don't know i, I i'm taking other people's word for it so i can't say much about it but i did like the other ones i watched like a good amount i thought ice or excuse me ice merchants was very very good and i also thought my year of dicks was very very good um so i you know i would have liked to see one of those two win and finally, best documentary short, again, a category that I haven't seen anything from, but The Elephant Whisperers was the the best of the bunch there, according to the Academy, and that is the, the last winner. Um, yeah, I don't know, just like overall takeaway stuff from the Oscars. Um, we got to stop letting Jimmy Kimmel host. He's just not very funny. Um, yeah, there was nothing, there was no real big surprises. Um, things kind of went as planned kiwi kwan gave a speech that made me like ugly cry that was probably the highlight of the night i would say um but there was a lot of parts that really uh dragged i guess um which is expected like the it, it dragged on past the runtime of course as it always does um and you know what to expect from these award shows you know what to expect from the oscars so nothing really too surprising not really the most exciting there was some stuff in there that was definitely annoying like i, I mentioned the jimmy kimmel thing i i didn't really <laughs> love that they just kept referring to will smith's slap from last year it's just an overused joke like i obviously we knew they were going to make at least one joke but they did it a number of times and it just ended up getting dry um yeah i don't know it, it was a, it was a fine oscars like there's no real surprises so there's nothing to be too upset about but um, but yeah, real big winners are everything everywhere all at once and all quiet on the Western front and yeah, not, not a lot of other winners outside of that. Um, and just one final thing, of course, uh, if anybody is interested in our older episode where we did our Oscars predictions, uh, keep in mind these predictions happened like 
well before the actual like time to make predictions. I made my own separate video of predictions just earlier today before the Oscars. And, and I did much better in those predictions, of course, because I, I had the knowledge that I have now that we didn't have when we recorded the podcast episode. We did it way too far ahead. So the, the predictions were pretty much meaningless. Um, but we did them anyway, because we wanted to have fun. We wanted to make some predictions after the nominees were announced. Um, so to go over that, the, the winner of those predictions uh, was me, which I'm, you know, I'm going to take pride in. I'm going to uh, talk shit to Owen and Doug about, even though it, like I said, it's meaningless. Um, but yeah, I got 13 of them right, which again is such an abysmal number when, but of course it's like, we, we didn't know anything, but I got 13 right. Doug and Owen both tied with 10 right out of the 23 total nominees. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how our predictions went. And, and as for my personal predictions that I made today, if anybody's interested, at least, um, I got 17 of those, right. Which is clearly a much better number, although still kind of not the best I could do. Um, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, overall. Okay. Oscars don't want to have much else to say. Don't want to drag this on. So I will see you along with my other co-hosts, hopefully, uh, next week.